to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. We love, you know. We came here to say that you don't really want it with us, yeah. yeah. It's for sure. Yeah. yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Your Sports Show, episode 5-0. I am your host, Big Baby, a.k.a. the soul of R&B. And two, no, we're going to get to her introduction last today. To my bottom left, make some noise, X-Pop, B-K, Matt. You're funny. You're real funny. It just every 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 episode we're getting every funny. Episode. Okay, I see. Every, okay, every episode, every episode. Yeah, cool. <laughs> to my bottom right, stand back. We have a hurricane coming through. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. What's up with that? <laughs> and to our top right, drum roll, drum roll, guys on the other side. The reigning, defending, undisputed queen of the year sports show and the birthday girl, Queen Tay. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, birthday girl. How are you? How are you today on this this, this royal day? I am blessed. <laughs> I am blessed. I am blessed today. I am blessed today. Um birthday my birthday is always a big deal for me every year um and the older that i get the wiser i get and i'm grateful for every day that god gives me most definitely most definitely um especially with everything going on this past year and um you know tay has lived a very blessed life so far and nothing but more blessings to come fellas how was your week Pete. Oh, well, yeah, Matt, <laughs> yeah um, Matt, Matt and Queen are, are AFK, I believe. Um, it was it was a decent week. Can't can't lie. You know, the week the week hit me like a LeBron non cold flagrant foul. But um, yikes, yeah. But, <laughs> but it was a good week. He, he should have got called for that. He definitely should have got called in flagrant foul. Got ejected for that. That was ridiculous, bro. I've been called for work. I've been called flagrant for flagrant foul on screens, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like, wow. yo, even, even, shut up, Matt. <laughs> even Rashid Wallace and Rana Tess, sorry, Meta World Peace was sitting at home, like, really, like that. That's it. <laughs> like, I could have done that and gotten ejected from the league, right? Yes. I mean, I don't know what y'all was expecting. My man could take 13 steps and not get called for the travel. So I don't know what y'all was expecting. Nah, when it comes to fouls, though, like, as soft as the NBA is, you would think that that is a flagrant foul. Dre, stop it. LeBron's been playing for, what, 17, 18 seasons, and I think I can only remember him ever fouling out once. Yeah, yeah, he's fouled out, like, once or twice. Once. Right, but, but it's rare to see him do a foul like what he did or, or in that area because you, you never see him take nobody out the air. That's not LeBron. 
not not that person. So when Joel went up and he goes two hands like that, you're not going for the ball. You, you. I mean, honestly, I think it was just a reaction. He didn't want to end up on a poster. I mean, I think that's pretty much the size of it because Joel Embiid is so that's that's a big man. It's a big like, boy. It's a big boy. You know, like there was not he couldn't stop that, and he didn't get enough momentum to get up there to try to block it. So I mean, it was either that or that no. What, what are you doing? Right. Either that or the jam. How was your week, though, Matt? Uh, it was long. <laughs> it was just too. <laughs> like I was just. Was I had long. to. I had to endure every day a freaking Tom Brady post. It was. It was just too. I'm just ready to get this episode over with, and I don't have to hear nothing about Tom Brady ever again. At least Tom until Brady. the Super Bowl. At least until the Super Bowl, because what happened on Sunday was a travesty. It was a travesty, and it just adds on to what I've been saying about the Green Bay Packers and how they disrespect Aaron Rodgers. It's unheard of what happened. Now, can, uh, I, can I be can – No, I, can I, can I, Matt, no. no yes. <laughs> and let me be very honest about this. Let me uh, be very honest. Listen. Pete, don't start. Don't, no. don't, don't play devil's advocate. No, I'm don't, don't play no, be honest. I'm not a football advocate, but you I'm going to be very honest. Out of the MVP's hand and gave it to Tom Brady. You, you, all you right. he had to do was get a first down. You right. Lucky I can't curse. But hold Lucky up. Lucky I can't curse. Hold up. Hold right up. Here. Hold up. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're right, Matt. You're right. At the end of the game, you should have the respect of your coach as an MVP as a former Super Bowl winner, to have had put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands. But in honor of her birthday, in honor of her birthday, I am going to say exactly what Tay has been saying for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that means we need to keep the same energy on Matt LaFleur. And here's my issue. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't have gotten to a point where you needed to put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands in the final two minutes of the game. Tom Brady threw three interceptions in that game, and the Green Bay Packers could not convert any of those into meaningful points to build a lead where you don't have Aaron Rodgers having to save the game in the fourth quarter. So we're going to pretend like the Buccaneers' defense is soft. That's what we're going to do. I'm not saying that either. Nobody's saying their defense is soft. So don't sit there and make it seem like it was an easy job. Oh, he got three interceptions. And, okay, and so using your logic, he should have converted. He should have converted on something with them three interceptions. I give you that, but we're not going to make it seem like Tampa Bay is easy to score on. They're okay, so then using your logic, using your logic, if the Tampa Bay defense <laughs> isn't easy to score on, they're, goal. they're by the goal. He could have made something happen. No, hold on. But using your same logic, using your same logic, Matt, let's keep that same energy and put it I'm in reverse saying, right now, right? If you're it. saying that the Tampa Bay defense is not easy to score on, then as good as Aaron Rodgers is, what makes you think he would have been able to score not once, but he would have needed to score twice in the final two minutes of that game in order for the Green Bay Packers to win? So if they can't convert on three interceptions early in the game when the defense is probably paying back on its heels a little bit, what makes you think as good as Aaron Rodgers is, he's going to be able to score twice in two minutes on that same defense who now is probably going to be playing at their best in the fourth quarter. Pete, I live and I will live with it. 
As long as they attempted, I would have lived with it, and I would have sat here and ate crow and all of that. I would have lived with it if you gave him the opportunity to make something happen. I'm not going to sit there and make Tom it seem like three opportunities to make that happen. Okay, Tom Brady is on the opposition. I'm talking about Matt Lafleur. You put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands at that fourth and goal. At that fourth and goal, you don't kick no field goal and give and give the ball to Tom Brady. All he got to do is get a first down. That's you don't do that, Tay. Agreed. And none of y'all are sitting here telling me anything different. The Packers would have made the same decision. Well, well, no, well. not at all. Exactly. I wouldn't have made the same decision. I would, none of us would have made the same decision. That was that was a weak. That was a cop pick. That was a punk out move. Yeah, I don't up, know yeah, why you would do that. Up the demo. But you know what? You know what the problem is? He gave them three three interceptions. Mm-hmm. The game was close. It was for the majority of it. It was one score, half a score, one score, half a score away from it turning the opposite way. Now they never converted on any of those turnovers that were costly. You get what I'm saying? That would have shifted the momentum of the entire any quarter that they would have gotten one of those, even one of those interceptions would have shifted the momentum. You get what I'm saying? So by the time you never, like me and Dre said a couple of weeks ago, why did why did the Giants put their hopes of playoff, their, their playoff hopes into the Eagles' hands? Like, do what you need to do to get it done. And they didn't do that. So by the time it was two minutes or a little over two minutes to go, you know, you already accepted, you basically waved a white flag of submission at that point. Now, like you said, Matt, I wouldn't have not have gone for a field goal, you know what I'm saying, in giving the ball in Tom Brady's hands, who has impeccable time management skills. Especially crunch time. One of the best of all times. You know, so that was a big error on LaFleur's coaching, you know, process. But you guys last week talked a lot of mess about playoff time. Yes, you did. You know? So. so, we knew that Tom Brady and those Buccaneers were coming to play last Sunday. So, the Packers had to be on their best. And like I said, there's no excuses when you have three opportunities. That that could have been 21 points. That bad man right there. He, he, he looked bad. But let's um I want to get into something before we get into our um our kind of our first segment today. Um we are not having quick hits today, y'all. Right? Not much going on today. Not much going on in sports. Um Watson. Yeah. I mean there was a lot, but you know what? This yeah. week this week there was there's some bigger things, bigger fish yes. we have to fry. Most definitely. Yo, so we better get him. We better make that trade and get him. So, um, if you the, the Jets need him, we better get him. So, if you guys can turn your attention to the new and improved uh, Big Baby Tron 2000. What? Don't forget the queen. So, we have we have a great woman on our show. We have Tay on here who does <laughs> great stuff. Outside of of the show, and again, she doesn't get enough. I feel she doesn't get enough credit or love, not not from us, because you know we we love us some Tay, 
yeah. it, but in That's general, it. in yeah. general, for the things she does. So again, shout outs to to Tay he and was, all the women that are doing great things. <laughs> Listen, let me give Tay her flowers. And I'm queen, 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 queen Tay. Happy birthday, big sis. I appreciate everything that you have done for the show and appreciate everything that you have done for me personally. Um, pushing me when I was not there all the way um, when I was going through whatever I was going through. Uh, keeping me motivated. Keeping everybody on the show motivated. Um, and helping us grow together. Um, we wouldn't be where we're at without you. Um, Again, you've done so much for us, um, and I'm so happy at the opportunities that you're about to get outside of the show, and, and you're, like I said, you're an amazing sister, you're an amazing mother, you're an amazing person, and I wouldn't, I couldn't have chose anybody else to be in this position, but you, God put you in this spot for, for me to learn from you. And for all of us to learn from from you, and you to learn from us too. So um, again, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you again for all you do. Happy, happy, happy birthday! Turn up, turn up, turn up. Again, I love you. Enjoy your day. From our like, biggest, our biggest rival on the show, Tay. Thank you for being a friend. I'm playing. I'm playing. Happy birthday, sis. Love you. Uh, I know that we be having our ups and downs when it comes to, you know, what we do on the show because we're rivals, you know. You give me a lot of, I can curse. I definitely can curse now. Yeah, you be giving me a whole lot of shit, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, my partner in crime, you know, you held me down when I was in a real, real dark place. And, you know, you're, you're, you're really like an older sister. And yet, though we've known each other for a very short time, I couldn't have that type of relationship with nobody else. Um, I appreciate everything that you do for me, the family, you know, the advice that you give, the, you know, the talks that we have, the arguments that we have on the show. <laughs> it's really like a older sister, little brother bond that me and you have. And most of the time it's because, you know, we're exactly alike. And um, I just want to thank you for everything that you, you know, that you do for me. You know, um, I ain't going to hold you, man. Like, th th this has been a very trying year, and I don't think I could have gotten through it without half of the, you know, the arguments and stuff that we have on the show. You, 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 you helped me out a great deal. So I just want to wish you happy birthday and many more years, you know, because you're pushing like 90. Um, no, I'm just playing. Um, yeah, man. Happy birthday, Tay. Love you. Tay is amazing. <laughs> what she does for this show is like we can't even. It, it's so much that she does that we can't even speak about. That's my sister. We argue like brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? So what she does, I I've always been that. That is my sister. I love to death. Don't let the arguments in in the midst of all that thing even make you think. And we go. That is my sister. I love her to death. You know, it's it's been it's been interesting. Obviously, me coming in, um, you know, for the last fourteen episodes of the year, um, incredible in the way that um, you know. I remember when I came in for the first studio show, 
and um, it was the day that um, y'all kind of told me like, hey, you're coming on full time. You're coming on regular with us. Um, and the first person to say something was Tay. Not only person, but queen. Tavia, happy birthday. I am so honored and humbled to be working with you these last couple of months. And every word that we've shared with each other, I truly take to my heart and cherish. I wish that we were not in this pandemic. Because I can only imagine there ain't no party like a Queen Tay party. And listen, I ain't too happy about having to do this tea time. But for you, I do it. Happy birthday, queen. So many more to come. And your road. It's only going to get brighter from here. Right. Tay was the first one to get up and was just like, hey, did uh, did you, did you tell him? You know, and I was like, tell me what? And Tay, was on the show too, right? And Tay had to right? Right, right after we finished recording, Tay just had this huge smile on her face. Um, and she was like, yeah, nah, you you with us full time now. Like, you you on, it, on, on all the shows is what it is. And and Tay's really great because Tay, Tay, I mean, I, mean, I, I joke about Tay because I say Tay's a vampire, right? Because Tay has just achieved so much, right? <laughs> So much, and the girl looked like she's still twenty-two years old, right? Oh, God. <laughs> right. She, you know, that the, the, she walking around. The only, the only woman I know that has a longer and better resume than Tay is Billy Kay. Uh, but you know, <laughs> Yo, <laughs> somebody right? Can we? Can, 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 right. You know, oh, but um, you know, oh, you know when we talk about. You know, it's funny because I was watching a I was watching a wrestling uh, interview, um, and somebody talked about where they had been as kind of a lily pad for them to to move on to what was eventually going to be. And I feel like when we look back in the history of it, um, the Your Sports Show will be that lily pad for uh, for Tavia. But unlike other lily pads and other people, the way they treat lily pads, Tavia is going to be that one that's still going to be pushing it even after she's moved on uh, to uh, bigger and better things. Um, and oh, I think definitely. that's what's great about Tay. Tay has, Tay has obviously had many conversations with me um, about things that I'm trying to do in life, and it constantly motivates me and inspires me to continue to do that, um, especially in a year where I was just ready to give it up. Um, so, you know, Tay, Tay deserves a lot of flowers. I, you know, I started a podcast to talk about sports. And I was able to get four brothers out of the deal, you know, including Will. So I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for the love. And how you feel about me, I feel about you guys tenfold. And you know, I got you. For sure. Ride or die. Ride or die. For sure. Oh, wait, wait. Hold it back because we're not done. We have some special people who also want to say happy birthday to you. Hey, Queen Tay, it's Izzy. I just wanted to take some time out to wish you a happy birthday. It's the Queen's birthday. Hey! Um, just hope you have an amazing one. A dope commentator on the Yurt Sports Show, a hardworking, fantastic mother, and you ain't the one to take no shit from anybody. <laughs> let, uh, let me just tell you. So, again, good, happy birthday. Uh, many blessings upon you as you make another trip around the sun. And, you know, they don't call you Queen Captain Falcon for nothing. Falcon? Oh! 
know what's good, Tay? And Michael, wish you a happy birthday. Many, many, many blessings to you and yours. And hopefully you get everything that with your heart desires. And everything takes off. Happy birthday, Tay! My tag team partner in the team, Shantae. I hope today brings you everything your heart desires. I hope you have a great and amazing day today, Mama. Hey, Tay, it's me, Sir Wilkins, also known as Wilkins. I am so happy that you have made another year around the sun. It is amazing. It is beautiful. And you are beautiful. Happy motherfucking birthday from your friend, Sir Wilkins, a.k.a. Just Wilkins. <laughs> happy birthday, beautiful. Hey, girl. Hey, Miss Tay. Happy birthday. want to wish you many, many more years of happiness and success. You are the phenomenal woman that I could best become my friend. I'm super blessed to have you in my life. I appreciate you in more ways than one. Um, just to see you as a mom and as an entrepreneur, fellow podcaster, you are a true inspiration. Happy birthday. I just want to take this time to wish you a happy birthday. I definitely appreciate you. And just to let you know how much you mean to me. And I love you very much. So once again, happy birthday. Hope you enjoy and wish you many, many more to come. Peace. Yeah. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Lawrence, a.k.a. Mr. Hit with the Weeby, coming to you straight from work. I just want to say happy birthday, Tay. You know, you really the queen of your sports podcast. You know, you the muscle. You be holding it down. You be out there thugging Matt, putting him in his place. You know, I just want to say happy birthday. I appreciate you. You know, your family and my book. I love you. Enjoy your birthday. <laughs> and I'm out. Hey, happy birthday! <laughs> nah, but you know, I hope you enjoy yourself. You continue to stay safe and keep on being great. And you know, I'll keep my eye out for you and everything that you're doing. All right, peace. Let me just say this. Happy birthday to Queen Tay. Girl, I hope you have a fantastic, bomb, amazing day. I'm so happy to have met you and to have been in your presence. You keep it so 100, and I definitely love that about you. So I wish you many more to come, and make sure you keep the fellas in line on the show, only like Queen Tay could do. I know that you're going to do that, girl. So again, happy birthday. I hope you enjoy your day. Hey, Tay, girl. Happy, happy, happy birthday. I hope you enjoy your special day. Try to do something fun. I know we're in a quarantine period, but so well-deserved. I'm so happy and honored that we connected, and I'm wishing you many more continued blessings for this new year that you're ushering in. I already can't wait to see the pictures, but again, happy birthday. Enjoy your day. It's your special day. Truly, truly, truly make the most of it. Happy birthday, girl. All right. <laughs> you better not. You better not. You better not. Let me tell you something. It takes a lot to make me cry. Girl, you a thug. You better stop it. You better stop it. I thank you guys so much. Words, words cannot describe how grateful I am. Like, I never, I never, oh, you know, I always focus on 
how I could be better for people and how I could show people that life is, no matter how life, hard life is, that you could always stay motivated, stay focused, stay driven. And how you guys showed me, how you guys feel about me, means the world to me. And I thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, most definitely. Thank you. You've done so much for us, not just professionally, but personally, again, from everything that we went through last year, everything we went through individually and for all of us um, coming together. And um, again, even with you of course, um, accepting Peter in, into the fold, being excited for him to come through. Um, he gets on my nerves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, my nerves too. Deal, dealing with yeah, dealing with Matt. Uh, you know, dealing with me when I don't feel like doing stuff. Like you know. Thank you guys. I could not have asked for better brothers and sisters in this in this world. And you guys help. You know, with my family. You guys are my family too. And you guys make me feel like I can do anything. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, um, oh my goodness, I hope this is gonna take away my street cred, but like, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> we'll have to put that razor blade back in your mouth or something. Yeah, I don't know, right? Look, you yeah. know, drugs cry too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so, you know, I already got, I already got a bunch of a bunch of letters in the mail. Like, hold up, you a Bronx dude giving love to a Brooklyn person? What's going on with this? I'm fighting all of that. Fighting all of that today, but you know what? I don't care. I don't care. It's Tay. I do it. Thank you guys so much. Most Thank definitely. Last year was such a rough one for uh-huh. all of us, and we were able to make it through. You know, I I hold you guys in my prayers all the time, and you know, from the bottom of my heart, I wish nothing but the best for all of us. My yes. your success is my success. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, <laughs> we had some, uh, we we had some things planned out today, but I, I don't want to make the episode uh, too long. I want every, I want you to be able to enjoy your day. So we're. I still actually, got about. I still got some time. Okay. Yeah, I still got some time. I'm not gonna rush you guys. No, it, it's fine. We, you know, we said we wasn't gonna, <laughs> we wasn't gonna be on here all day today. But, right, we gotta start. We gotta start preparing because in 16 days we actually get to put on clothes and go inside restaurants again. Yeah, speak for yourself. I don't know how long that's gonna last because right. it's, it's, it's gonna last for two people weeks. get real stupid when it comes to getting just a little bit of freedom. You can't give people too much. Right. This is true. I'm only celebrating if we get days on But if the Jets a really good place, for, like to be honest with you, right? Do, who do they have in their core that better or work, you know, better than the Titans, though? 70 I mean, million, seventy Deshaun Watson, what, what makes getting Deshaun Watson so attractive for the Jets is because he's not a rental. He just signed a multi-year extension. So cried for, which I don't you, understand. If you get him, you have an elite-level quarterback um under contract for X amount of years. 
And then the, the only issue with me is like, I want to try and find a way to do it without giving up the number two pick, which I think is going to be almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like we need to use that pick to get uh, a wide receiver because we have no elite wide receiver. So he's going to go into another situation um, where he doesn't really have any wide receivers. We don't really have a running back. So we still have, there's a lot of holes the Jets have. And that's the one argument against it is that the Jets have so many holes on the team that giving up the amount of draft capital they're going to need to give up to get a Deshaun Watson would be, would be, would be worse for them than just keeping what they have and building. But, you know, with Jet fans and a lot of people, it's, you know, we, we, want, we want that quick fix. Can we get something is right. what I want. Look. I would take Deshaun Watson over any of those draft picks. Exactly. <laughs> and Sam Darnold. Seven email and, and, and salary cap. We good. We, we got the cap. We can do it. But, you know, Make I something. really wonder, I really wonder, you know, what, Called to the destruction of that relationship with Deshaun and the Texans, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, Matt brought up a really good point off the off the off off film about does it have like any type of racial implications into you know how the media is kind of handling you know Deshaun's decision to to part ways with the Texans after crying for that big contract that you know Matt also just said. But I wonder what happened, you know, to make that relationship sour so quickly. I mean, they they kind of they definitely underperformed this year. You know, they performed way lower than expectations. We thought that this was a play a potentially playoff contention contending team. And um I agree, Shaq. I think that the 49ers are, could be a better fit for Deshaun. No, I, I agree. I think the Niners, I think Miami could be a better fit. Yeah, but Miami, the, the big question is, are they going to give up on Tua this quick? Why? He's not doing uh, – I don't granted, think, they, I don't think not, they would. No. Not Watson. Uh, I've heard the similarities to Watson, and the only one that's better than him is Patrick Mahomes. You know, you have – listen, you have so many teams. Carolina's going to make a run at him. I think – I honestly think the Patriots are going to make a run at him. Um, the Jets are going to make a run at him. Um, I don't know why Denver wouldn't. I don't know why any of the teams that need a quarterback, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, all of these teams, New Orleans. Um, you know, yeah, well, no, New Orleans got Taysom Hill and they've already kind of said that they're going to move forward with Taysom Hill. That's the reason they gave him that big, that big uh, contract to begin with, to keep him last year. Um, so I think they are going to, um, who, who would you choose? I mean, I would choose Jason Watson over Taysom Hill, but I'm not New Orleans. I don't know what Taysom Hill is doing or what his what his skill set is. I'm going based on what I've seen. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson, but I don't think they're going to do that after what they've given uh, to Taysom Hill. My, my issue is this. I think there is a racial component that goes into this, but it's not necessarily from the side of Deshaun Watson. We spoke about this a little bit last week before the final positions were filled. But we had what? What was it? Nine coaches, nine head coach openings mm-hmm. this year in the NFL, and only one, and it was the last one, the Houston Texans, was filled by a black head coach. And now, if you want to, if you want to lump uh, Robert Sala, who was the coach and new coach of the Jets, in as okay, a person of color, fine. But one black who identifies as a black African-American man, only one. 
was hired. And that was Dave Cauley, who's now the um, head coach for the Texans, right? We heard the Texans were interviewing Leslie Frazier, former head coach of the, the Vikings. We heard that they were interviewing Jim Caldwell, former coach of the Colts and the um, the Colts and um, and the Lions. We heard that they were interviewing Eric Bieniemy, who's gotten passed over for how many jobs in the last three years, right? Um, and so, and then uh, I believe in our group chat, Tay made a great point. Like the guy who ended up getting hired, who was a, a Ravens assistant had been an assistant coach or an assistant in some capacity for almost 20 years in the NFL. Yeah, almost 30 years. Almost yep. 30 years before years. he even got this job, right? Um, so there's a lot, I think, you know, Deshaun Watson, when you get that kind of contract in the NFL, it's kind of expected. I guess there's a lot. He wanted a lot more communication. He wanted a lot more buy-in into the direction of the team because Bill O'Brien got fired and no one thought Bill O'Brien should have been the GM coach anyway. Um, they had a lot of issues when Bill O'Brien was the general manager, obviously trading away so many pieces for nothing. Um, and I think Deshaun Watson wanted a bigger say in who was going to be the, the head coach and the general manager of that team moving forward. He didn't like the way that the Texans moved when they hired the GM that they hired. Um, and, and it was at that moment that he was just like, you know what? I don't want to be here because I don't think my voice or my agency is respected on this team. The way that they talk about me being important is not the way they treat me. And then we see that a lot. But yeah. how long has he been in the in the league? Who? Watson. It, it can't be no longer than four years. Four, four years because he just yeah. retired. He's off his rookie deal. He's yeah, he, yeah he can't be no longer than four years. Uh, he was drafted in 2017. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So this is fourth season, right? This was mm -hmm. 18, 19, Yeah, so this is my problem with that, right? When you hear of quarterbacks or leaders on the team having that type of say over the administrative side of the business, right? Don't they win, like, Super Bowls or – division titles or, you know, AFC NFC championships. Now, it's not a dig at his talent. I feel like Deshaun Watson is a super talented quarterback. And him and Lamar Jackson were are two quarterbacks in this league, I feel, that are, along with Mahomes, that are changing the way we see quarterbacks, right? But I feel that he showed his hand a little too fast. Because at the end of the day, you don't feel like you don't like the direction in which the administrative side of the business is going. You know what I'm saying? Who's to say you land somewhere else and it's the same thing? Because you're going to have that, that almost rising superstar tag wherever you go. So I, I feel like while I don't like players who feel like, quote unquote, like slaves to their contracts or whatever, I feel that there is a a way that you go about business and you have people in place to protect your business, to protect you from that. And I feel as if he kind of jumped the gun a little too far. I mean, they gave him say, so at the beginning of the season, they kept him by exercising his fifth year option on his rookie contract. But then they parlayed that into him signing an extension and they signed him to a four year, $177.5 million contract extension with $111 million of that being guaranteed money. 
Uh, no close. Yeah, he's under contract until 2025, and it became the second biggest contract in NFL history behind only Patrick Mahomes. You forgot the no trade clause. That's very impediment. Right. And so, you know, unfortunately, you're right. Yes, usually we had seen this level of, you know, that veteran presence. You win, you do this, you do that. You kind of have a say in how things go with the team. But what we've also seen in the last couple of years of the NFL, maybe the last five to ten years, is there's been a shift almost like we see in the NBA where it's the level of the contract dictates your level of importance within the team structure. For sure. Right? For and sure. so Deshaun Watson got this contract the same way Patrick Mahomes got that contract in Kansas City, and he's probably feeling, as you said, a little entitled to the sense of, well, I got this money. They they treating me like um you know I'm I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. So why shouldn't the guy have some kind of input on what's going on? And I think to some degree, Deshaun Watson would have been maybe a little bit okay, or this this relationship would have been a little bit more uh would have been able to been saved a little bit easier had Deshaun Watson felt listened to. And and let me be and let me be honest. I'm not speaking from a point that I that I know, but I can assume Tay, Matt, Dre. There have been times at your places of employment or, or uh, places that you've been where, just as a person of color, or just as a woman, or just as whatever background people want to place on you, your opinion is considered less important. Or your opinion is looked at as. Absolutely. You yeah, know, but I'm not getting paid 177 million. Right, but you know, but we get that. Like, you know, I'm yeah. sure, Tay, I'm sure, Tay, you've been in meetings or you've been in places where you'll say something and no one will hear it, but then a dude down the table will say the same thing, and oh. it's the greatest thing since oh. sliced bread. Story of my And then right. you have to pull them under the table and beat them up. Right, and right. so I think, I think, no I think that right. may have been that may also be a contributing factor in this issue where Deshaun's like, listen. Y'all don't have to listen and do exactly what I want, but at least hear me and let me feel like you value what I have to say as your friend. If you're paying me to be your franchise quarterback, you should be listening or at least hearing me out in what I have to say. And I feel like he didn't get that respect. And he's like, you know what? I got to dip. But Pete, it goes along with the with the Tom Brady thing and why he left New England. They, it's a good old boys club. If they feel like they own the team, they don't really listen to who, who's working for them. Yeah, but Brady got, his way. Brady got his way. Brady won battles in New England over Belichick, and Belichick won battles over Brady. I mean, they both they both had it. And you know that Brady probably had a direct line to Robert Kraft if he wanted to pick up that phone. Absolutely. 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 And, and I think that's the issue. Well, ain't that the main reason why he left? Because Bill Belichick was being disrespectful in that GM well, role? I'm not saying that that's not why he left, but I'm saying you can see Brady won battles. He won, He could pick up that phone and call Robert Kraft and say, hey, Robert Kraft, two plus two is five. And Robert Kraft will go downstairs and be like, hey, everybody, two plus two is five. This is just what it is. Wait, so quick quick thing. So that reminds me of the Tony Romo, um, um, Jerry Jones, and relationship compared to the Dak Prescott. Yeah. Jerry Jones relationship because Tony Romo could pick up the phone and be like, uh, Jerry Jones, um, I'm about to go drive a car into the store. And Jerry Jones be like, all right, cool. 
that probably, that press card can't get a quarter water. Right. Yeah, but you know, I think with um with the Deshaun Watson situation, I think with Tony Romo, the thing is about with Tony Romo, he was able to take the Cowboys a little further than Dak has so far. Right? Yeah. Even though it amounts yeah. it, it didn't amount to much. On both so far. Well, yeah, I don't know. What's, far, what's further? <laughs> what's further? A game further? No, game or two. Right. You know, a, a, a playoff promise. Um, I think they made the playoffs a little bit more with Romo than with um Dak. But you know, Dak is still pretty young in his yeah. career, right? But my point is, you can't tell ownership to kiss the ring when there's no ring to kiss. Right, Man. right, exactly. Ain't no ring. To... It's not a ring to kiss. Ain't, ain't, ain't nothing. Ain't, ain't nothing what do you bring in? It's like, all right, well, you're the franchise quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Win us, some, help us win some games. You know yeah, help. You got rid of his help. You don't have uh, Watt anymore. That's that's one player. What happens to why did the defensive side? He's on the defensive he, side. He, he, that's they he got rid of him. They like, traded his help. They, they traded most of their defensive line, too. Yeah, well. Now, another thing, even J.J. Watt has been talking yeah, again. J.J. Watt been trying to leave, too. He's been yeah. talking up uh, the, the way that the Houston management and Houston's been doing things and the way Bill O'Brien was doing things before he was fired. So, at the end of the day, you know, J.J. also understands he's at the tail end of his career. Yes, he's had true. a couple of injuries. He's not going to go anywhere. If he goes anywhere, it's because they're going to get rid of him, um, even though he probably has value going to any defense as a veteran presence. But Deshaun Watson also understands that he has the leverage. He is 25 years old. He is very easily one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. And, 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 and many people have said this, and I agree. You give Deshaun Watson the weapons, okay, that Brady has on Tampa. You give him the weapons that Aaron Rodgers had in Green Bay. You give him the weapons that any one of these guys ha- – you give him the weapons Patrick Mahomes has. Deshaun Watson's going to win you a Super Bowl. So, ah! uh, I don't know about that, but I feel like you know, I, I, I'm going – Deshaun Watson to me, right, there's so much yet to be seen. You get what I'm saying? I just hope that he doesn't politic himself into obscurity. Because now you're going from the Texans potentially to the Jets. And you're not going to see the division championship at all with the Jets. So your stock kind of falls at that point. Right. At least the 49ers has some type of pedigree. You know, they've been to the big dance a couple of and they were there last year and they were there a couple of years ago as well with Kaepernick. So mm-hmm. they have a little more like prestige. I just find it ironic everybody wanna leave Houston. Right. <laughs> everybody on every sports team is just trying to get out of Houston. So there's there's something wrong over there. Yeah. <laughs> but when you have a problem, but you yeah. know almost every well, team that, almost every team that needs a quarterback this year. Um, with the exception of maybe what? Kansas City. 
So St. Louis, St. Louis is probably St. Louis is probably looking for a new quarterback if they get rid of St. Louis even existed. Um, sorry, Los Angeles. I'm like, what? Hold on, wait, what? I will. Oh, but you got the Los Angeles Rams if they move on from Jared Goff. Probably playing like the St. Louis Rams when Jared Goff was on offense. San Francisco probably looking for a quarterback. Miami's been rumored. Apparently, Deshaun Watson's top two choices are number one, the Jets, number two, Miami. So you got Miami if they move on from um, Tua. Uh, the Broncos are probably looking for a quarterback. Carolina's looking for a quarterback. Uh, Detroit's going to be looking for a quarterback because they're going to get rid of – they're going to trade Stafford. Um, you know, So all of these teams, Carolina, all of these teams that need quarterbacks aren't exactly teams that were winning. Right. Right. All of these teams that needed quarterbacks aren't exactly we now. Here's an interesting question. And this is something that was brought up, I think, a couple weeks ago, but this brings it up again. If you're Urban Meyer and if you are Jacksonville, do you trade the number one pick and get Deshaun Watson instead of Trevor Lawrence? Is the resume and the long-term contract of Deshaun Watson and what he's already proven in the NFL? A more sure bet than Trevor Lawrence. The Bears. Yeah. Well, we'll leave that question to the table for uh San Francisco better not give it to Jimmy G. Right. Better not. But uh Let's Matt hurt again. Matt, before we get into the smoke section real quick, um you still got some smoke that I said I was gonna hand you last week when when, when, when Brady lost. I thought we were brothers. I'm starting to feel some type of way. That's what, that's, what, that's what we do. Like I'm the older brother. You shouldn't be doing this to me. I'm the bigger brother. Don't let the fast get between the good story. Right. Well, um I thought we retired that stage. No. No. <laughs> no. I'm making it into a shirt. We want to make money over you, it. You probably should. We should you probably should. But check this out real quick, Matt. This is for you. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for him to do that. And it, it became personal with me. Not my Aaron Rodgers. Thank Tom it's the Titanic food. <laughs> Listen. Yo, Matt. 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 Yo, you did it to yourself. <laughs> Matt, you, you you did it to yourself. It, it, it could have been a whole lot worse. Like, I had. Yes. Oh, you said it with your chest. You, you, you was like, yeah. Blah 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 blah. blah. He said that was the first thing he said in the chat. He was like, Oh, I can't wait till the Tampa Bay gets fed to my black man. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, That that was that was suspect. I'm not even gonna let you retort. We're just gonna go into the the smoke section because you have nothing to say. The floor is yours. 
I haven't sent my um my daily Tom Brady gift to Matt, so I'm doing that. You right did. Now. What, you, what, you said happy birthday to you. You, said, <laughs> you did. You did. I hate you guys. I really do. Uh, but on to a very serious note. Uh, the person that is, I hate you. <laughs> Y'all not even gonna give the smoke to Pete, who's talking about how he hates Tom Brady. And it's oh no, no, no! I gave the smoke. To Pete. I gave the smoke to Pete. All Pete said is that he hates Tom Brady. And, and, you I, shared, the, and I shared my I, smoke. I, listen, right. I shared my L. I he, my he accepted it gracefully. You still have it. <laughs> so I still hate Tom Brady this day. And I, you know what? I did exactly what Tavia wanted me to do all year. I I kept the same energy yeah. and I rode with my bills, even though they lost. Right into obscurity. Right. <laughs> you rolled right up the hill with that one. Um, and you know what? In the, Bowl, in, the Bowl, in the Super Bowl, I'm still hating Tom Brady and I'm taking the Chiefs because I hate Tom Brady. Ooh, I'm a little nervous about that one. <laughs> Definitely nervous about that, but Matt, go ahead. Now, go ahead. Please, please with, give the smoke. With everything that I've been through this week, I would resonate to give the smoke to Matt LaFleur, but I can't. <laughs> you can't. So, the smoke will be brought on to the Seattle Seahawks offensive lineman Chad Wheeler. Former lineman. Well, former lineman. Who was arrested last Saturday night on suspicion of felony domestic violence and first degree domestic violence assault and domestic violence unlawful imprisonment and resisting arrest, I believe. So I don't know if you guys seen the pictures. I wouldn't recommend that you do. It was horrific. Um more news has come. That is Janae Rice. Yeah, more news has come come out where they were saying that he suffers from bipolar disorder or whatever the case. Is, still no excuse. Um, is it? We have to protect our women in in today's age, especially our black women and 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 the young lady that you know suffered this assault was a black woman, and um. Chad Wheeler is, he's a white man. So it, it comes off wrong, off gate. One, because she's a female and, and he's a man. And another, because he's a white man and she's a black female. So the smoke is on Chad Wheeler because you know your responsibilities as a man, as a player, and as a citizen. You don't do what you did. It's disgusting what you did to that woman. I would not recommend anybody see those pictures because it's just it's just horrific. And as a father of two young black girls, I, I, I it, it hurts to see something like that. I don't know about um, I don't know. I, I think Seattle did the right thing. I did the NFL did the right thing. This is a zero tolerance thing. I don't care if the man suffers from bipolar disorder. It's just, it's it's horrific. Domestic violence is no joke. Race aside, you know, interracial relationship aside, even if it was from her to him, people don't realize that there are various forms of, of, of domestic violence and domestic abuse. It doesn't just have to be physical. 
physical, I feel, is like the last step. And there are red flags that, that come about through the journey, right? I feel what he did to this woman, whether she was white, black, Spanish, anything, was disgusting. I feel like he should never have a job in the NFL. And if he is someone who does suffer from bipolar disorder, he has to dedicate that time to his mental health and recovery. Because when you have a manic episode in that in that capacity, and it makes you violent towards a woman or towards anyone, it's not cute. And you know, being a woman, as like Matt said, you know, raising a young woman, you know, I would lose my mind if a man put his hands on my child. Did you hear what what they said that he said to her after he choked her out? No. I thought you was. I thought you were dead. You're still alive. Oh my gosh! No. I I I lock him under the jail. Like that's not. There's no time. I'm gonna tell you that right now. He's not gonna do a lot of time, but I doubt if he'll ever get another NFL position again. I would say that. You know, I don't think he's gonna do a lot of time. I'll be honest with you, because I don't think Ray Ray Rice did a lot of time. Ray Rice, he dragged his wife out that elevator like a dog, right? You know, and what this man did to to his girlfriend, I hope that she has the courage to leave him alone. I do too. I just hope that she's really not trying to be sympathetic to the fact that he has bipolar disorder. And um, we granted, we all know that mental illness is 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 a really real. It's not. It's not an excuse. Not it's joke. not an excuse, and it's not a joke. But there's there, there's programs and there's medicines and, and 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 there's ways to get help for these things, especially that disorder. So him doing what he did to this young lady is not an excuse. Lock him up. I think. Uh, and I, I'll let let Pete uh, Pete end end the topic. Um. My biggest smoke is with the NFL. You've made so many, you made such a big deal when it comes to black men doing stuff. The smallest smoking weed. This man put his hands on his girlfriend and almost beat her to death. That is not acceptable. It's not acceptable anywhere. NFL, you guys need to do your job. You're quick to throw Adrian Peterson out for disciplining his kids and leave for a little bit and leaving a mark. Someone try to go back and forth with me. I know as a black person, like I said, I'm not saying, oh, it, it's greatest. I've been hit with a belt before. I, a mark is left on me. I'm not screaming abuse, but in this day of age, it's different. So, But you cannot compare a belt welt to a woman who almost died at the hands of a man. He showed intent. And he with, showed intent. With his words, he showed intent. Right. It doesn't matter bipolar disorder or not. You have to you have to be held accountable. So um, I hope the law does this job, but the NFL, most importantly, y'all got to do y'all job. Because if this man is allowed to play again at any point in time, you're setting a bad president, president, president. Yes, right. For the for the league, to where you can be like, well, I can do what I want. 
Kareem Hunt was, was, was in trouble for doing it. Like, like it, it's, it doesn't make sense still why there's a divide and a difference of how black players are punished over how white players are punished. And nobody can say that it's any, like, nobody can say, no, no, it's the same. No, it's not. It's not. Josh Gordon got suspended indefinitely a few times for weed. Like, but this man put his hand on his wife and the NFL has yet to say anything. Come on. Cut that out. Cut that out. So, um, if you guys also, um, if, well, I, I'll, I'll put this on at the end. Um, Pete, go ahead. Um, so I just want to, you know, review a couple of the facts here that we know, right? Mm-hmm. This young lady is five foot nine and one hundred and forty-five pounds. He is six seven three ten. Oh my gosh! Okay. Um, the police, when they did respond to a nine one one call to the residence. Um, used a taser against him to, as they said, quote, little effect. Okay. Um, What happened was reprehensible, right? What happened is disgusting. Now, if this man does legitimately suffer, according to uh, what his girlfriend has, or I don't want to say if it's his former girlfriend or not, but the, the woman in the complaint has said, he suffers from bipolar disorder and is take, has taken medication, but has not been taking it recently. Adding that they've been dating for six months without any notable issues. Okay. So if this man is off of his meds and this is a manic episode, and yes, this man deserves to get psychiatric, this man needs to get psychiatric help. But the one thing, and I am no expert in bipolarity. The one thing that I do know about bipolarity is that it will haunt him for the rest of his life. Right. And so while I do believe in, you know, redemption, while I do believe in uh, rehabilitation, while I do believe in all of these things. Right. This is something that we cannot guarantee cannot become a problem again. Right. Because if he does slip off of his meds and his bipolarity continues or gets worse as he gets older. Right. If he slips off of his meds or if his meds start to no longer have an effect on him, but he doesn't realize it and has not you know, gone to see a doctor or anything and get new meds. This could happen again, unfortunately. And the stresses of playing in the NFL and the toll that it does on your body and your mind um, can be very detrimental to this man. So while I do believe if this was truly a vicious and terrible episode of bipolarity that this man deserves to go get help. This man deserves a chance at rehabilitation. I do not believe that this man should go back to the NFL simply because it will not be, it will be detrimental to his continuing health and mental acuity moving forward. Um, You know, when you hear of these things happening, it's, Listen, domestic violence at any level, whether you're a professional athlete or not, has no place in our society, right? It just doesn't, um, you know, and, and granted, they were not charges, but we've had players in the NFL who have been charged, who have been accused of very horrendous things, 
right? There is a Super Bowl winning quarterback who has twice been accused of sexual assault. Okay. There is a Super Bowl winning linebacker who has been in court on trial for attempted murder. Right. We have seen these things happen and people come back to the NFL because charges get dropped. They get presumed innocent. And again, the court of public opinion is always going to be much different than the actual courts themselves. Um, even if this man ends up getting, you know, doesn't these charges don't end up sticking. He doesn't see jail time. His you know, girlfriend or the woman involved in the complaint drops the charges or whatever. I really do hope that he gets the help that he needs. This woman gets the help that she is going to need to move forward from this. Um, That's what she decides to leave. Right. And, 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 and here's the thing. The, the mental illness issue, you know, could be a, a, a major a major factor in that. Um, her. I don't like the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real. I don't like the fact that Michael Vick got killed on earth for dogs. Colin Kaepernick got blackballed out the league for not not standing up for kneeling. This guy can almost kill his kill his girlfriend or wife or whoever she may be to him, and we're gonna just throw mental. We're gonna throw the we're gonna throw bipolar disorder as a reason, and it's gonna no no no. I mean, there is a reason. There is a reason for it, man. I think there's a reason for everything. I'm not saying this is acceptable. I'm not saying he should come out. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying I'm saying media in general. That I feel like him having bad. The the media. I feel like. I feel like him having bipolar disorder is more the story than what happened, and 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 I don't I don't agree with that. I don't like that. I hate that. Like I said, if you look at them pictures and you hear the line that he said to her, there's intent. I don't want to. I don't want to well, hear. In the middle of a manic episode, he probably did have intent. Listen, from a psychology standpoint. You know, this is stuff that I have studied that I went to school for from a psychology standpoint. When we study, yeah, when we study manic and depressive episodes for bipolarity, like people don't understand the the differences of your mindset, where you are. There are many people who experience situations where they're not even in their own, they're not in control of their body, they're not even they they see it as they're not even in their own self during those episodes. I'm not saying what he did can be excused by bipolarity. And I'm not saying that he should not be, he should not be uh, held accountable for what he did just because it was bipolarity. But we do also need, if this was true, true bipolarity, we do need to understand that this, he could have had intent in that moment. It could have been a function of the bipolarity. And we cannot say that if he had not been in the midst of an episode, that this would have happened. I don't want him to not get blamed for it. He should face the full front of whatever he has to face because of this. It happened. We cannot erase the fact that it happened, right? But we can do better to understand why it happened and get him the right help, right? And that is one of the things that we run into. We run into a lot of people who get thrown into prisons who get thrown into jails that do nothing to rehabilitate people when they should be getting psychological help. Well, to just quickly counter that, um, and, and I'm not disagreeing with any of the statements you said, what you're saying is hundred percent true, but at this point, when it comes to the NFL, it becomes a race thing. Mm-hmm. It becomes a race thing. 
it, and even when it when it comes to 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 life life in general, something like this becomes a race thing, and it is no better no better argument than what happened a couple weeks ago in this capital. The lady who got shot and killed, right? All they were talking about is how she served the country, not how she swarmed the Capitol building, not how she was she was part of the mob. How she served her country. This man put his hands on his wife. Granted, he did he may have or may not have had a bipolar episode, but when it comes to if it was a black man, it would have been torn completely different. Oh, he got locked up. He got locked up such and such times. He did this, that, and the third. So we're asking a lot from the media because we're partially the media, but keep the same energy. But you're not keeping the same energy, so I, I feel like I'm asking for too much. But um, for anybody who's going through um, anything, if you're, you're, if you're going through any form of um, domestic violence, whether it be physical or mental. Uh, the number we have here, uh, 1-800-799-SAFE. That is the domestic hot, uh, hotline, uh, domestic violence hotline. Um, totally anonym, uh, anonymous. Uh, you'll be able to speak to somebody there about what you're going through. Again, 1-800-799-SAFE. Um, We'll also post it on on um, on the group page. So uh, that is the biggest thing for people yeah. who are suffering with domestic violence issues is having a place where they can go and be believed. Because so many people, uh, so many people, unfortunately, in their vein of listening, um, make excuses for everything, and they need these people need to be believed. These people mm-hmm. need to be heard, and these people need to have a space where they can they can they can talk about these things and find a way out. Most definitely, most definitely. So let's get into the final topic today, which is today's topic, the Royal Rumble, and we'll get into it right now. The Royal Rumble, one of the big four, big five, if you count money in the bank, but not a lot of people do, but one of the big four. Um, also, rest in peace again to Pat Patterson, the creator of the actual Royal Rumble match. Um, but this pay-per-view is kind of stacked, so let's go through the card real quick. I'll have it up next to us so we can look up, look at it. And as you can see right here, We have the men's rumble. Well, we, let's start at the bottom. Sasha Banks versus Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This uh, this kind of um, this feud has been all right. I, I like how I like how both women are being presented. Um, did I think it was going to end already a little bit? But Carmella and Sasha seem like they're they're good for each other. Mm-hmm. So I asked to the table, who do you think is going to win? This match, Queen. I'll start with you. She, she going. I see oh. Sasha retaining. Sasha retaining. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Um, I see Sasha retaining. I don't see a reason to, to um take the title away from her right now. 
Okay. The longest title run. Thank God. It is. Pete. Um, I agree with what um Tay has said about you know not taking the title off of Sasha. I feel like she's been on a roll, but I prefer when Sasha is chasing. I love the way that Sasha uh, performs when she is chasing. Um, and she technically is the baby face in this feud uh, against against a Carmella. Um, and so, I mean, it's really, to me, it's a toss-up. I, I, I think Sasha is going to win. But personally, I don't think it'd be bad to see Carmella with it in some kind of screwy finish where then Sasha is chasing. Um, because I here's my thing. If Sasha doesn't lose it now and carries it all the way to Mania, what is her opponent going to be? You know, if it's going to, if we go with the prevailing theory of maybe a Bianca Belair winning the Rumble, are you going to build towards Bianca and Sasha at Mania? And do you crown Bianca that fast? I don't know if the WWE does that. I don't know. And so maybe you have a Sasha losing it now, her chasing, and Bianca kind of. I, I don't know if you put Bianca over Sasha at a Mania yet. I don't know if the WWE does that. I know we do that. Probably fans will do that. I wouldn't mind doing it. But I don't know if the WWE does that yet, if that's the direction that they go. So I think Sasha retained, but I wouldn't mind seeing Carmella win. Got you. BK. Well, I think Sasha's going to retain. But I, I'm with Pete. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if Carmella wins because, you know, the MVP of this feud is my man Reggie. <laughs> Reggie notes. Reggie. That boy from the block. His name is Reggie. You see them dreads. My man out here willing to dealing with his loafers. Killing the game right now. Taking the bank statement. So, yeah, I wouldn't mind Carmella winning the title. But, um, yeah, Sasha's the overwhelmingly favorite. Cause, but then again, like, I hope this feud continues going close to WrestleMania but not really going into WrestleMania because it's been low-key entertaining. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Because we didn't talk about SmackDown on that episode. When they did the Reginald Sasha match, Reginald did not land one offensive move on Sasha. At he all. took he he attacked her, never landed an offensive move, but took all but sold his butt off for Sasha. And it was a great way to book that match, actually. Whoever whoever was the producer and the booker for that match did a fantastic job with that. My That's man awesome. Reggie. <laughs> Reggie looked great landing absolutely nothing. Exactly. Right. So we go to the next women's match. This the Raw Women's Champion Oscar and Charlotte Flair, who are also the um, uh, Raw, no, the Women's Tag Team Champions, are uh, will face former champions Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, because of the feuds that are going on outside of the tag, the Women's Tag Team Championship realm, I do think. Um, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler may take the belts off Oscar and Charlotte. We all hope so. Who would it honestly? Let's be for real. It's cheating to have Oscar and Charlotte on the same team. It's <laughs> cheating. That's cheat code. That, that, that is a complete cheat code. Like Oscar and Charlotte on the same team. I mean, we could say that about, you know, even though they haven't booked them as such, but we could say the same thing about Shayna and Nia. Shayna and Nia remind me of Kane and Big Show. Ha, 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 ha. That's a good comparison. Like when, <laughs> Kane, when Kane and it, when Kane and Show was 
but running around choke slamming and beating up everybody and when they were shape. tag team champions and they were together and out of shape. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking, I'm talking about, about talking about Big Show. Leave Big Show alone. I like Big Show. I'm just <laughs> out of shape. Honest. Big Show out of shape. Big Show is still more athletic than all of us in shape. Speak right, for right. Speak for yourself. Right. All right. We'll see you take a WMD. <laughs> I could. A real one. A real I could. One. I could. A real one. A real one. So, guys, um, the birthday girl has to go and do birthday girl stuff. So, again, three-man show. Three-man show. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. So, again, happy birthday, Tay. We love you. Um, enjoy your day. Love you guys, too. Bye, guys. Thank Bye. you. Enjoy, Tay. Bye, guys. All right. The inmates are now running the asylum. Oh, <laughs> I can curse. Can I curse? Hey, no. No. No, because I can edit. No, because I have to edit still. So I'm, I was Queen Tay for a minute. You was Queen Tay for a second. All right, fellas. The next next match is. Oh well, the tag. You didn't get our things on the tag championships. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't want any of them. I don't want any of them with the championships. I really don't. I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, I don't think they booked Naya and Shayna in a way that I wasn't happy to see. Like they, they booked them as this like odd couple who had the championships and then, you know, they were having trouble retaining them. Like I, I've never liked the way that they booked Nia Jax as a single star. Um, I didn't like the way they booked Nia and Shayna as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like know, the way they booked I, Shayna, period. That's that as well. Um, I don't want either one of these teams at the tag team championships, but um, I do agree that Shayna and Nia give the best chance for them to move on to other teams. Um, I honestly feel like Mandy and Dana, I mean, as, as, as even though they haven't been built up yet the right way, they should have it. Cause at least they can play with other teams. Look, a lot better. I don't take any other team going up against Shayna and Nia seriously. I, I don't, don't take Mandy and Dana serious to go against Nia and Shayna. Naya doesn't lose by pinfall. Naya no. always lose by getting thrown out the ring and not being able to make it in for the count out or, or thrown into stuff. the pole. Right, or thrown into the pole or some crazy, crazy stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and then you know, Shayna. I mean, honestly, if we look at Shayna, Shayna could Shayna can go. Um, Shayna should be fighting for the women's championship. Exactly. Um, should. Yeah. Hashtag bring the iconics back. Right. Please. Um, Please God. Yeah. So I mean it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, but I, I think Sha- Shayna and Nia is the only, the only logical choice because I think uh, uh, going over Asuka and Charlotte is going to be a lot harder than beating Shayna and Nia. Do us a solid. Throw a curveball and throw somebody else in that match so we don't Dana have and Dana and Mandy. Dana and Mandy. Actually, have no. The two, have, the two power, have the two powerhouse teams beat up on each other and have Dana or Mandy roll somebody up and get the fluke victory as, as the babyface champions. Go to Riot Squad. Just something. Like, I'm tired of, like, look. Mm-hmm. They, I think the main focus of Shayna, Nia, and Charlotte should be the, the, the women's Royal Rumble match. Because if I'm not mistaken, all three are in there. Mm-hmm. So why did, like, look. This Bring reminds- the Iconics back. It's funny when you know you look at Royal Rumble um, weekend in general. So um, everybody who's on the card almost is in the Rumble. 
So you kind of scratching your head, like, do they solely focus? Do they focus on their match and be like, uh, don't worry about the rumble, or do they just be like, yeah, after that, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna concentrate on the rumble. I don't know, but um, again, I have I have um, Shayna and and Nia winning. So, so to move on, Whew. this match should be a doozy. <laughs> Goldberg versus I played the fifth, the WWE champion. I played the fifth, Drew McIntyre. I will not take no part in, in predicting this. No, match now here's what's gonna here's the thing. I want Drew to win. I think everybody wants Drew to win, but we don't know what they're booking for Mania. And that's that to me is the biggest problem with this match. We have no idea where this is going towards for Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and so Goldberg winning could be a setup to something at Mania where somebody's going over Goldberg, um, or oh, something. Right. I don't know. And that's my biggest issue. Um oh, I don't want Drew to lose, but I, I want- can see Drew losing because they think that Goldberg versus somebody else is a bigger match at Mania. Look, I don't care how Wilkins feel. I, I don't care for Drew McIntyre being a champion at all, but I damn sure don't want Goldberg with the <laughs> Let's just be wanted. That's kind of like everybody's like. I, look, Miz win? Cool. I'm cool with that. I'm down with Miz winning. I'll Cash take the that. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll I'll, I won't accept that. I forgot I'll about even, that. I actually forgot about I'll that. I'll even I'll listen. I'll I'll one up you guys. I'll even accept a failed cash in the tent and Miz and Miz takes the pin or something. Or it's a screwy finish where somebody no. gets disqualified. Something like that. The only way to make me happy want, is if Miz wins. I don't want he, neither one of them. He, a, his, his, you know, okay. I'm gonna add a little spice onto that. Miz wins. Uh-huh. And him and Morrison, him and Morrison treat the championship like Michelle McCool and Layla L treated the women's championship. So and they're called WWE champion. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I'll accept that. I'm, I'm, I'm entertained. I, I don't see John Morrison winning the world championship any other way. Ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm cool with that. I think personally, John Morrison's championship moment is going to come at the Royal Rumble, and it's not going to be because of Morrison. Because I think his wife is going to make a surprise appearance at the Rumble. I, I I think Taya Valkyrie, um, if she comes into the WWE, this is the moment she does. I love Taya. I, it took me a while to grow into into it because I had the ear, to, must, the ear must throw me. The ear yeah, must throw I had me. to understand her character for, and then I, I was like, oh no, she's not. She's also not Spanish. She's Canadian, but she's trained in 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 Mexico, so she's really really fluent. In, in Spanish, so I was kind of confused, but then as I, I, went, I, I went out, right? I as I started listening to her and 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 seeing her work, she's actually really good. Yes. Uh, we're gonna get to the women's rumble in a second because this, this is because they played, they played on impact. I like what they did on impact when she uh, had uh, when we last saw her. Saying it's a play, no, well, she oh. I think. Her contract, her contract was that correlated yeah. with um, with impacts. But so, it was funny. It was it was funny, uh, Matt. If you watched the last impact that she was on, mm-hmm. they did like this backstage promo. She was part of like this larger storyline, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Got arrested, mm-hmm. um, and then so you had Ace Romero, Tommy Dreamer, and mm-hmm. standing there, and they were like, and they were like, "What do you think is gonna happen to her?" 
And Tommy, and Tommy comes out and says, well, if she's lucky, they'll send her to, they'll send her to Jacksonville State Penitentiary, AEW. Right. But more likely, they're going to take her to, to Stanford, to Stanford max, maximum security for likely two to three years with an option for a fourth. Yeah. And then, That's funny. And then, and then Ace Romero turns and he's just like, well, at least she doesn't end up in Baltimore, which was a shot at Ring of Honor. Yo, so. hilarious, <laughs> hilarious, 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 hilarious. <laughs> that's like, ma- that's mad funny for no reason, bro. Like, I don't know why that's so When did Ring of Honor become worse than Impact? That's the craziest no. thing ever. <laughs> Wrestling-wise? Wrestling-wise is not. That's, a, that's no. the crazy part. It's, it's the way they treat their women's division, though. Right. I know that's what I'm talking about. It's we, we can book a better women's division, like right now, <laughs> than oh, Ring of But oh, so I have, like I said, I think just to wrap up the Drew and Goldberg thing, because nobody really wants to see this or cares uh, to see it. Bathroom break. I see Drew winning. Uh, I don't see Goldberg winning, but the swerve could be in, in, in place like, like, Pete said, and then Miz cashing in could also be in place. So, look, I'm tired of Goldberg and his who's bad kick and and fireworks and sprinklers and over it's who bad kick. I I hate you. So so, um, the match I am looking forward to seeing the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns defending his world title, his Blue Universal title versus Kevin Owens. This match should be amazing. Here's uh, where I think the swerve is. Mm. Here's where I think the swerve is with, with uh-huh. Goldberg. I think they were talking. See, I don't think they do rock rock reigns this year. Even though they're gonna no, have limited it's not, fans. It's not this year. Even though they're gonna have limited fans, I don't think you do that this year. Mm-hmm. Here's why here's the swerve where I think happens. Goldberg beats Drew. Becomes the WWE champion. No God, I'm going on strike. Roman loses to KO. Roman loses to KO. Mm -hmm. You have Roman face Goldberg. You have Roman face Goldberg at Mania, which was the match they wanted last year. Roman beats Goldberg, brings the WWE championship to SmackDown. Somehow they move the Universal Championship back to Raw. So now you have the head of the table with the WWE Championship. So you, because to me, I think with this feud, the way that it's gone, Owens has got to get a win at some point, right? Oh, the, if you go into this, if this is the blow off to this feud, Owens has got to win because to me, you don't have the baby face kind of getting beat, getting beat, getting screwed, getting screwed, getting screwed, and there's no payoff in the end. Well, truth be told, if it's a blow off, Owens don't win at all. It'll just be the end of the. It'll be the end of the feud. Well, no, so but if it's the end of the feud, and you had the babyface getting screwed, 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 screwed throughout the entire feud, and then lose at the end anyway, uh-huh. why do you have that long of a feud? Just have the right. babyface lose and move on. So, to me, if this is the final match of the feud, if this is the blow off, Owens kind of has to go over for this entire storyline to make sense. I get that, but. Is going to be some way, shape, or form where if Roman does lose, Roman doesn't lose the title. I feel that. I feel yeah. like something is going to happen to where he's going to pull his weight. If Roman went, if Roman loses, 
some shape or form. And that's why I think part of it is why they did the contract signing because I knew I knew damn Adam Pierce wasn't gonna face Roman Reigns, even though I would have actually liked to see we all did to see that. Uh Pete was giddy for like three days. And I had to look up some stuff on Adam Pierce. I'm not gonna be I, like, Yeah, I, 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 was, I, was, I was the early I was the earliest Adam Pierce fan, but oh, I as, I, as I looked I started watching Ring of Honor shortly after he left and no, yeah, after he left, which was probably a little bit when the Bucks and, and everybody was was there. I think that's when after. everybody really started paying attention to Ring of Honor, which is right. sad. Right. But, Sorry, um, I said what I said, Pete. It was no, sad. True. No, it's true. Because Ring of Honor was hot long before the Bullet Club, but whatever. It's my I, opinion. I do nothing about Ring of Honor until the Bullet Club, and I'm not I'm not going to lie about it. They going to hold you. So... Some um, show matches with CM Punk was legendary, right? I, but again, I didn't. I like I saw it, like spots of that, but it wasn't until they got there, and I'm like, all right, let me look back and see who was really here. Like I heard about it when Punk was was around, but I I didn't really look into it. All I didn't care so much about like like anything outside of WWE. Then when Punk was wrestling WWE or Impact, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, now I'm like, oh, now the factory for what we have now, all wow. of the major players we have now, not just in the E, but everywhere. So, crazy yeah. thing is, y'all got the policy to dragon people who eventually went to the E. Mm-hmm. Um, when you end up seeing like AJ was there, Samoa Joe was there before they went to uh TNA at the time, and then now at the, in the WWE and things like that. Um, one of my favorite matches from Ring of Honor will always be. Uh, Nakamura versus Kevin Owens, then Kevin Steen, yeah. um, which was a hilarious match to me. One of the most, my favorite spots. Um, Owens goes to do his um, cannonball off the apron onto the floor. Mm-hmm. And Nakamura's standing. He's not on the floor. He's standing. And Nakamura turns around and sees uh, Steen running, and he just moves out of the way, and Owens just mm-hmm. lands. Wipes out. Yeah. Wipe out. Um, so who do y'all have winning this match? I say um I think KO, KO with a fluke with, with, with something fluky and, and the belt stays on Roman. What do you say, Matt? That's my vote. The same? Yeah. All right. I'd like so, to see KO get the belt, but I, I think I would y'all love to see it, but it, it, it unfortunately it can't do it now. If you had somebody that was Doing what Reigns was doing, but not as polarizing as Roman Reigns, I would say, all right, take the belt off him. No, I almost think you can take the belt off him because it makes Reigns more dangerous. It makes him more dangerous in terms of he now has – he doesn't have to be beholden to being the champion and having to live up to a certain level of integrity, right? He now can just do whatever he wants. Um, And – it makes him more dangerous in the fact that he wants his championship back and he will do anything to anyone to get that title back. And I think if you have someone like an Adam Pierce, maybe screw him over Mm -hmm. where now it's like Reigns is getting screwed over by the management um, without there being a management character that he can actually fight. Um, I think that'd be interesting. Uh, and again, I think maybe it leads to him getting the WWE championship from uh, Goldberg if Goldberg goes over Drew at the Rumble. 
And then, um, well, that's the screwy finish I'm talking about. If Adam Pearce costs Roman Reigns the world championship, the belt stays on Roman. No, not in. They will null and void the match. They will null and void the match because Adam Pearce is not an active competitor. No, no. no. If Pearce does something, some kind of outside interference, ref bump, something happens, Adam Pearce screws over Roman, stuff like that. Who's going to null and void the match? He's the management. Vince. (laughs) What about a swerve? What about a swerve? What if Adam Pearce actually joins the table? Ooh, that's. I like that. I like that. I, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. All right. Well, I'll keep that in mind. I can't wait to see this. So let's talk about the Women's Royal Rumble. Um, Taya, you said, is a potential, potential, I think, potential. Yeah. To me, there's um, a lot of open spots. There's a lot there's of open spots, open spots in the <laughs> Women's right. Rumble. Um, and so that, that means we're probably going to get some people from NXT if, they, if they're safe. I mean, I know there was a lot of issue with them using some of the NXT talent because of COVID. Which is why um, we didn't get the NXT with the Survivor Series. So. Right. So I know there was a lot of that. Um, so it, it'd be very interesting to see how they fill those spots with either returning people. Um, I would de- Listen, one of my favorite issue, one of my favorite things about last year's Royal Rumble was the way Beth Phoenix ran through that Rumble last year. Right. Um, and there was a part of me that wanted Beth to win. I almost did too. Right. I almost did too. But um, you know, I don't want to see Kelly Kelly again. I'm sorry. I love you, but no. I want to see Melina. <laughs> I would like to see someone like a Melina. I wouldn't be upset seeing Michelle McCool. Um, she ran the gauntlet. The other last like, was it last year or the year before? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who they bring back. I could see them bringing back Mickey James for this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of open spots, and I just don't know who they who they use. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going with Bianca Belair. I definitely. I got- if I got two choices, Bianca Belair or Charlotte Flair for the double double. I think yeah, if Charlotte goes back to back, yeah. We we spoke about this in our chat. Like Bianca is the overwhelming favorite right now. But if it's not Bianca, Charlotte back to back works. And then if 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 Becky comes back, which is a big if, but it's not likely, I would say. Becky Oscar. Everybody's talking about possibly a Ronda appearance. Right. You also, uh, and let's not take, you know, it's been really, really quiet for one particular Blanchard that we have not spoke about in a long time. It has been real on a hush hush. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see Tessa. We should do it. Y'all all going to be at um Fight Fight Club, right? No, I'm, I'm going to be at Fight Club too. Okay. But if she if she if she pops up, I don't think she wins. She better win. I don't think no, I don't think Tessa wins. No. Has there, I, ever, I would, been, has there, has there ever been a Royal Rumble debut first time Flair. where they win? Flair. Flair. No, but Flair didn't debut oh. at the Rumble. Oh, a debut at the Rumble and they won? No. No. And I felt like AJ, oh, Flair, I'm sorry, Flair doesn't count because no, you know, Flair does count. Sorry, 
Yeah, but Flair didn't debut at the but Rumble. He, he didn't debut at the Rumble. Yeah. Right. I mean, how many people really debuted at the Rumble other than AJ? Mm. Or I, comebacks, or comebacks, like you could say, even a comeback. I, I mean, yes, I think Cena won on his comeback after injury. Um, Edge, Edge won. Yeah, you know, Edge. You know, that's an interesting story when we get to the Men's Royal Rumble. There's not really a lot of choices for the Women's Royal Rumble. We haven't seen Lana in a while. Uh huh. We haven't seen Lana in a while. I'm sorry, you do not let that woman win the world. <laughs> Yo, imagine, boy, I, would, I, would, I quit. I'm done. I don't. I don't want to watch wrestling no more. This is no big no. I that like is, Lana, but no. Um, um, we no. haven't seen Lana in a while. I, again, no. we, we all agree that they're going to be bringing in some some veterans, some legends for this. Um, Yo, imagine. Lana. I'd rather see Santina Morella win this win the run. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I would be okay with never seeing Santina ever again. What? Yeah, I agree. She I agree. Joy, she I is agree. a joy to watch. You see the way she twerks? Stop it. All right. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh Lord. All right. So I like I said. I said oh, Bianca. So Chelsea Green just got cleared. She's possibly coming back for the Rumble. Yeah, but she's not. She did? No, she, no. She's not winning. <laughs> like, no, she did pretty good on her, on her debut match at SmackDown. Also, we could see EO. Oh, forgot. Um, Man, she is getting. No, what's her name? Raquel? Rhea. Yeah. Rhea. You so can. You can. Her. This could be the Rumble. You let Rhea debut and she wins. If it's not Bianca, she was in last year's Royal Rumble. No, not last year, the year before. Yeah, right. But she hasn't been seen since her and 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 Raquel Raquel Gonzalez. I'm pretty sure it's time for her to come up. No, I think she is coming up. This would be this would be the perfect time. I think you're 100 right. She is someone who has the panache to win it. Besides Bianca. You know, here's an interesting here, – here could be something interesting. Do we go – do we go a, you know, a, a Cena-Batista route in the women's rumble and you have Rhea and Bianca eliminated at the same time? As the I, would, two? I would take that too. I would accept that. I would take that too. I, I, that. I, I honestly see Charlotte beating, beating Oscar before WrestleMania. And, and going into WrestleMania's champion, I honestly see that so, happen. Then you, yeah, would, I would, I would rather see if Bianca wins. I'd rather see Charlotte Bianca or Bianca and and Sasha. Sasha. Yeah. My my thing is, I want to see Rhea. Then I want to see Rhea Charlotte if Rhea wins. I seen it last year, right? But we didn't see it the way what we if wanted to. The we, other we, direction. we saw it in a closet last year. What if <laughs> Sasha? What if Sasha's the champion on SmackDown still, and we get Rhea? And we get Rhea and Sasha. I would rather I would rather Rhea I would rather Rhea go to SmackDown. A lot of people have been saying she should go to Raw because that's where you have the bigger women. No, I feel like you're gonna put her up there with Shayna. You're gonna put her up there with Nia. You're gonna put her up there with Charlotte and Oscar, and probably a returning Becky. No, no, no. Put her on SmackDown. She's got Sasha. She's got Carmella. She's got you know she's got more of a chance to shine. And Bailey. She's got more of a chance to shine. Down on a SmackDown, and then you could move her to Raw. Yeah, the only reason why it, I say Raw 
is because well we I know originally I think I said SmackDown. Tay said SmackDown too for Rhea, I believe. But I think Raw because Oscar don't got nobody else to go through. Who else does she have to go through? Charlotte. We, she Becky. We no give us give us somebody new. I, I don't. I don't. I don't disagree with you. I wouldn't mind seeing Rhea versus Oscar, but we all know Oscar's not going in the WrestleMania as champion. Probably not. But then you also got to remember we have Elimination Chamber. That's what I said. She's not. She, that's what I said. Charlotte nine times out of ten, if she doesn't win the Rumble, she's winning the title in the Elimination Chamber. And she's going to WrestleMania as champion. That could be. Yeah. That could so be that's it. the backup plan. Charlotte doesn't have to win the Rumble. She already has that to her resume. If you if she wins the rumble, you just patting her stats that now at this point. That's just pretty much what it is. True. Like, true she true. don't need the rumble true. at all. True, she don't. All right. So now the main event. The main I, I hope this is the main event. I hope they don't do what I think they're gonna do and have one of these matches, one of these champ these um title chat uh matches as the main event. Because that's not how the Royal Rumble works. I would gladly turn it off. <laughs> so, the men's Rumble, they are building AJ Styles as like Shawn Michaels. It. Yes, and but you have a lot of surprise, but you also have the other Shawn Michaels on the blue brand in <laughs> Daniel Bryant. They're, they're, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're one and two. That would be dope, wouldn't it? Swerve. Almost wins the rumble. Right. People would not you. even people would, would cancel their network and not even go with them. <laughs> Peacock, get they'd Peacock. be a wrap. Yeah, Peacock would be over. They'd be like, "Why are we lost so much money? Why are we lost so much subscribers?" Even though I'm not mad if he does, you know, get your paper, homie. Nah, I'm mad. Nah, nah he, he, he gives mad. it to AJ. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> What is this WWF 2000 booking? Look, I've seen doing? Nick Foley come in the Rumble three times. I've seen Takam and Chinoku get killed, getting thrown out the ring. That was Taka. Oh, and Taka got thrown out of a Rumble. He wasn't even in, too. That was the funny. Like, you you <laughs> had times. to be there. Well, no, he got thrown out three times. Taka got thrown out twice. Right. You, right. Had to, you had to be there, yo, because I was there. And I was just like, yo, I don't think you're supposed to land like that. Oh, he <laughs> he went, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He, wasn't. he went face first. I yeah. forgot what to about too. Was just, and he got thrown out right on the side we was at. Mm. This is like, yeah. I, don't I was just watching that rumble right. a couple of days ago. All right, so I didn't like that rumble. Believe it or I not, did. it was all right. So I see a few things happening because there's a lot of storylines going into it. All right, so Randy's in the rumble. Of course, the fiend, fiend comes back. The fiend. I don't think he comes back, but I think. You know, they do like what they did to Kane and the Undertaker, where, um, you know, oh, Undertaker was just flashing lights and stuff and, and turning turning the lights out and everything like that. No, I feel like you him. could have The Fiend come back, not be in the Rumble. I feel like you could have the lights go out. Yeah. You could have then The Fiend pop up in the ring, eliminate Randy, lights go out again, Fiend is gone. Fiend's not officially in the Rumble, but Randy's eliminated. Right. He is in the Rumble. I don't By the way, I just want because to say if, if Fiend gets eliminated, everyone's gonna be like, be like, yo, what? To this day, Maven has still never been eliminated from the Royal Rumble. I just want people to know this. What is a soccer teacher? Wasn't yeah, neither was um what's the name? 
Our truth. No, he's been eliminated. Um, he never made the, it into the, the ring. The, the, other, the other Henning. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, Kurt Axel. Oh, uh, Kurt uh, Axel. Yeah. Yeah, Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. He 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 was never eliminated from the Rumble either. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not <laughs> it's the same. My man Maven got screwed. He shouldn't have drop kicked the Undertaker. That is his fault. Hold up, he didn't get eliminated. I'm thinking about it. No, because Taker, Taker got eliminated by Maven. Then Taker went back in the ring and 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 pulled Maven out, beat him up on the outside, and threw him back in the ring. Got and, some popcorn. And then threw him over the top rope. But you, an eliminated person cannot eliminate somebody. Well, well, yeah, it happened too much times. Many times. What are you talking about? <laughs> eliminated person cannot eliminate somebody like that. I need to see the Pat Patterson rule book. Because all I know. never got eliminated either. Huh? Hornswoggle, he never been eliminated either. Yeah, no, no, Hornswoggle's been tossed over the rope. No, he has not. Yes, no, he, he has has. not. Look it up. Finley Matt, Matt you're setting yourself up for a joke, and I'm not going to do it to you because I already Finley just that. took him home because he was getting picked on by Mark Henry and, and, and Big Daddy V. Rest in peace, Nelson. You know? Yeah, that's that's a hell of a duo to be getting picked on by. Picked on. At that what point, I just throw myself over the top, bro. Right, you pull a Drew, a pull a Drew Carey and just go right over the road. Finley just took him out. Then they gonna try some crap talking about something. He got disqualified. What? How does that? Yeah, that was happen? stupid. That was How stupid. Does that even happen? <laughs> so a couple more storylines going into the Rumble. Um, we still have no, we still have no John Cena site, but that's not likely. Um. If in fact Roman Reigns does lose the title, I do see him pulling his number, his card, and coming out number thirty and winning the Rumble. Um, Could Jay win it and give it to Roman? Right. Could Jay win the Rumble and then give his title shot to Roman? Right. What if Jay wins the Rumble? And he gives his title Roman. shot to Roman. That means if we fast forward a little bit, it may potentially be a triple threat match at, at WrestleMania. Because for whatever reason, I'm like, he's going to give it to him. And then it's like, somebody's going to be like, no, you can't do that. And then triple threat match at Mania. Well, this could be the beginning. Yeah, this could be the beginning of, you know, I would go a little NWO booking with this. I would have him win. Jesus Christ. I'd have, no, I'd have him win. <laughs> I'd have Roman on SmackDown come out and tell him, I want a match for you. Whoever wins gets the title shot. Give me your title shot. Lay down in the ring for me. Mm -hmm. And Jay refuses because Mm -hmm. Jay's like, I can get a main event match at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Right. Jay refuses. And that starts that schism between Jay and Roman. Again, this is all on the impetuous that this happens. That sounds more like Batista and Triple H. Mm-hmm. Why not have him go to Raw? Mm. Jay Uso's not as effective on Raw by himself without well, Roman. I'm talking about for that title, like, not, like I, Jay he, Uso, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be effective by himself trying to promote the match with Drew McIntyre. People would be like, "Yo, this is crap." It's gonna look like an Intercontinental Championship um, title match as the main event instead of a World right. Title main event. Now, one coming back last night was really cool. He looked that was good. Yes, he looks amazing. That was dope. Um, not my pick. 
Not my pick either. He's never my pick to win the Royal Rumble ever. Any big is never my pick to win the Royal Rumble. Not Kane. I'm guilty not, of that. Not, I pick, I pick Kane I never every pick year. bigs to pick, win the Royal Rumble. I picked them to do damage, but just like when Brock was in the Rumble, I'm like, no, Drew McIntyre about to win. <laughs> Hands down, that was one of the best Royal Rumbles ever. The so best. Brock, <laughs> show up, Brock show up and surprise entry. And I predicted it that. I predicted that. I was like, oh, Brock. I'm like, you got to last 60 to 90 seconds with Brock. I was like, he's going to run rough shot over everybody. Could Brock show up maybe number 27, 28, 29, number 30, one of those last four numbers, and shock everybody? I don't know. Uh, I don't even know who my choice is, Chupito, because it might have to be. This is one of the most unpredictable rumbles on both sides. Most definitely, it definitely will be because you could have you could give it to Big E and have Big E get the big title push. You can give it to AJ. You could give it to Daniel Bryan. There's so many different options. We don't know what surprises are still in store. We don't know who might pull double duty. Could Drew lose the title and enter the Rumble? Could Roman lose the title early in the show and enter the Rumble? There's so many different things. I mean, I used to love that World War Three booking that WCW yeah. used to do where mm-hmm. you work a match that Lord. night and still be in the World War Three Rumble. Lord, Shantice is coming in here soon. You're bringing up WCW. <laughs> Listen, I love WCW. I don't love WCW as much as Shantice loved WCW, but I love me some WCW. I would watch Nitro sometimes more than I would watch Raw. Because I felt like I enjoyed uh, a lot of the ancillary things that Nitro did more than I enjoyed uh, Raw sometimes. Um, But there's there's a lot. You know, who could pop up from NXT is another question. Uh, Could we see someone like Adam Cole pop up? Damian Priest is going to be. I think that's his call up. You know, could we see? Yeah, could we see a Damian Priest? No, he's coming to he's coming to the main roster. I know, but he has to go to Raw. Does, does, Keith, does you know what is Keith Lee's performance in the Rumble look like? That's my choice. Unfortunately, that's not my choice this year. Last, uh, if it wasn't for Brock and and, and the Drew storyline, the Brock and Drew storyline, I would have said um, Keith Lee would have won it last year. On yeah, and I'm very intrigued by Edge. I'm very intrigued by that Edge entry, and and I would not be mad if Edge won. I wouldn't be. What if it came down to Edge and Orton and then The Fiend was like? That might actually happen. I'm changing my pick. It's Edge. My pick. Not, I, don't, I don't have – it's weird. I don't have a pick, I think. But if I had to choose a person, I would have to say the person that's coming out number one, which could be Daniel Bryan or AJ, could be the person that runs runs the gauntlet. I would so, be I'm going to say probably Daniel Bryan because I really feel like if they give him this wrong moment, we also have to get Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan at Mania or at some point in time. I'm good on that. <laughs> but my issue is if you have Roman and Daniel, I don't see Daniel beating Roman. At all. <sighs> I love that. No. And, I'm, and I'm a huge. Yeah, I don't fan. see it. I don't see it now. Daniel either. Bryan. I love I love that man. I will defend that man against anybody. Yes, he can out wrestle Roman mm-hmm. Reigns ten times out of ten. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if at WrestleMania, 
if you've had Roman Reigns being this dominant for this long, that Daniel Bryan is the one to take him down. My two picks are Edge and Seth. Oh, we haven't seen Seth, Seth in a while, yeah. Uh, how does Seth come back, though? Does Seth come back and burn it down, or is he still um, the, the, the cult leader? I mean, well, that that feud with Ray and all of that is kind of done. So it I'm should gonna, be done. It's done. It should be done. Ray's getting beat up. Ray, Dominic, and, and – Can we stop having Dominic show up on my TV every week just to get beat up by Baron Corbin? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can we have Baron Corbin win the Rumble? Can we please have Baron Corbin win? <laughs> Not this year. Maybe not this year, but at some point in time, stop treating my man like, like. I'm, I'm, I'm treating my man like Dolph Ziggler. Come on, I'm still with you. I've been calling for this Baron Corbin, you know, push since Lord knows when. I, I want to say like when <laughs> him and Ron, I, honestly since last year. I've been saying that since last year, and everybody was like, "No, he sucks." I'm like, "No, he doesn't." I can't doesn't. name a bad Baron Corbin match. No, the issue with Corbin is the issue with Corbin is he's a heel on a brand that's being run by a heel-ish champion. You know, um, I feel that's that's the bigger issue with, you know, with uh, with Baron. It's like there's there's no upwards momentum for him, not because he's bad, but because he's just constantly blocked. Jeez, when was the last time a heel won the Royal Rumble? Batista, Triple H. Was Batista a hill? I, I don't think Batista was a hill. I just think people hated him. There's a difference. He had that. I, I, I don't want to okay. you. I give you that. I give you that. So Triple H. It has to be Triple H, yeah. Uh, but then again, was he really a hill? Yes, he was. Because nobody really wanted. No, 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 no. He was a hill. We're not doing. <laughs> we get into that. We get into that type of conversation. We are here. <laughs> we're here for another hour, bro. Like, <laughs> but. Um, guys, this was great. Again, uh, shout outs to the queen, Queen Tay. Um, again, her birthday was today. Um, so happy, happy birthday to her. Another great episode, guys. So, shout out to the Job Tits Network. Uh, all our shows are back <laughs> this week. Just on talk, just dropped. Um, two and a half bros, two and a half bros. Of course, the Job Tits podcast. Game Talking night. Talk of Champions game night with Mike and Nelly. Uh, for sure, for sure. Um, and the so, big four, the big four drop, didn't it? Yes, the big four dropped. So make sure you listen to that episode 50. I know we haven't made such a big deal about it this today because the more important thing was Tay, and we obviously were bigger than everything. Life is just bigger than sports. So again, even though today is the 50th episode of the Year Sports Show, again, the life. Uh, of the Queen, Queen Tay, I felt was more important to celebrate today than it was, you know, than the 50th episode. So, for BK Matt. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) For the voice of of a generation, the professor, Pete Rosado. It is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace.